Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to Lena's On A Mission podcast. I have a word for you guys today. I know I've been gone for a while, just been really just living life and getting into my word and just enjoying life. You got to enjoy this beautiful life that we are given only once, okay? But I want to get into this word, and I know you guys saw the title and was like, what is she talking about? This particular episode is titled prostitution of neglect and it it sounds crazy but we're going to get right into this message so let's get into it before we get into this word I just want to say I hope you guys have really been taking care of yourselves and really growing and prospering in your lives and really taking care of your emotions that's first thing is first listen we want to tap in with ourselves and make sure that we are doing well and I just wanted to acknowledge that before I get into this message is basically me saying how are you doing you know how has life been treating you how are things coming together in your life is everything going well and I just hope and pray that it does listen I have been diving in this morning into the book of Ezekiel and I am in chapter 16, and I just really want to read this chapter to you guys. And this is for anyone who have been in a place of maybe desperation or maybe feeling like you give so much and you're not receiving that back. Um maybe going through a lot of childhood trauma, maybe going through a lot of um, people letting you down, betrayal. Um, Yeah, let's get right into it because I have to break it down for you guys to kind of understand where we're going in this word. All right, so if you guys have a Bible, please tap in with me. Go to book Ezekiel chapter 16, and I just want to read it. I actually have my King James Version my my actual bible open and then i have my niv because niv breaks it down better i feel like um king james you know you really gotta know (laughs) those old words you know you really gotta know what you you're looking at in order to understand it so let's get right into it in the king james version it does says um as the title of the book or of the chapter i'm sorry um god has mercy on israel And in the NIV, it says Jerusalem as an adulterous wife. And that may seem odd to you guys, but I don't know if you guys remember in my other episode where I was talking about how marriage is important um, to God. You know, how we are in relationship with God is like a marriage. It's a covenant. It's, you know, coming together. It's like joining into one. And so he is speaking from a perspective of marriage. So let's get right into it. The word of the Lord came to me, and this is Ezekiel speaking basically to us. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable practices and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem. Your ancestry and birth were in the land of the Canaanites, your father, and Amorite, 
and your mother is a Hitchite. And I may say these words wrong, guys. Bear with me. Let's just get the message. On the day you were born, your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in clothes. No one looked on to you or on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field, for on the day you were born, you were despised. And I just want to stop right here just in case you don't understand what this is saying. God is basically saying you were abandoned. People didn't take care of your own mother and father, didn't take care of you. And even in this parable, this is speaking in a me um, metaphoric way. And I noticed that God speaks to his people in, in a, a metaphoric way. Meaning that if you listen to it with your carnal ears, you may not understand it. He's trying to speak to your spirit versus your physical. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because sometimes it gets confusing. Like when you're listening to something, it doesn't make sense. And I feel like God speaks to his people metaphorically because he wants to get to the right people. It's kind of like when you're dating, right? You want to get to the right person. And so you speak in such a language that only the person that is right for you will understand. It basically weeds out the users, the abusers, the people that ain't got good intentions for you. It weeds out those particular people. And I feel like that's how God speaks to us. He only wants his sheep to hear him. And in order for you to hear him, you got to dig a little deeper. You got to hear with your spiritual ears and not your carnal ears. All right, let's get back into it. Then I passed by, and this is God saying, Then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood. And as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, Live. I made you grow like a plant of the field. You grew and developed and entered puberty. Your breasts had formed and your hair had grown. You were stark naked. And I maybe said that um, wrong. Later, I passed by, and when I looked at you and saw that you were old enough for love, I spread the corner of my garment over you and covered your naked body. I gave you my psalm oath and entered into covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. It's like he covered you, and I'm just stopping right here. He covered you you of the nakedness of the shame you know how people treated you the the dirt the how people made you feel it's like i came unto you you know i developed you into this grown person in spirit and when i seen that you are now able to be loved you know you are now able to go out into the world the way i want you i'm covering you he's like i'm basically covering you i'm trying to protect you right all right, let's get back into it. I bathed you with water and washed the blood from you and put ointments on you. I clothed you with an embroidered, and I may be saying that wrong too, dress and put sandals of fine leather on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. I adorned you with jewelry 
I put bracelets on your arms and necklace around your neck. And I put a ring on your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. So you were, you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were of fine linen, costly fabric, embroidered cloth. Your food was honey, olive oil, and the finest flour. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And again, God is speaking metaphorically. This is not speaking to a, a woman per se. He's speaking as if he's the husband to the wife. Or you, we are like his the wife. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't. I always ask God to help me with my words because I can understand it spiritually, but sometimes I cannot speak it for some reason. Okay, let's go. And your fame spread and your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty. And again, I'm gonna stop right here. God start people started to see see you. After they done did all they have done and discarded you, that God brought you under, right? Because you are val you you was already valuable before people discarded you, before people said whatever they said about you, treated you however they treated you. God had already ordained you. God had already made you valuable. And so people started to see your value once God started to groom you and take you in under his wing, right? Let's get back into it. Again, and, and your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty because the splendor I had given you made your beauty perfect, declares the sovereign Lord. But you trusted in your beauty and used your fame to become a prostitute. You lavished your favors on anyone who passed by and your beauty became his. You took some of your garments to make gaudy high places where you carried on your prostitution. You went to him and he possessed your beauty. Have you ever, I'm going to take a moment right here. Have you ever had a time in your life where you felt so dirty, right? So like people treated you like crap, so desperate of love, right? So desperate of wanting people to see your value, wanting people to see you. And I really hate to use the word desperate because if you've ever been in that space, I've been in that space. I have so much compassion for people who have been in that space because I know what that feels like. And though people who may not been in that space or claim to not have been in that space may judge you and say, oh, you desperate, you thirsty, you this, you that, you da 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 You got to be in that place to understand. And you got to... Let's get to the words, Alina. This is why it's so important to not judge people. It's something I have to, had to learn. Because it's so easy to judge, but until you have been in people's shoes, until you have been broken, so much so that you will just freely prostitute 
your value to people. You will try to go into people's lives and save them. When God didn't ask you to do that, God is trying to save you, right? God is trying to groom you. You need the love and the saving. But sometimes we get into that space because we have been so used to not being treated with value. Once we, you know, God shines his light on us and give us our, he basically shined the light on something in you that has already been there. People just been blind to. But once people start to see it, you get so engulfed in that and you forget about God and then you're off trying to please people and pro you basically prostitute off all of this beautiful stuff that God has given you. And you forget about the very person who loved you, who saw you before anybody saw you, right? You you let go of him and go to the people that ain't gonna check like they're gonna take it. They're gonna take from you. They're gonna take. They're gonna take. They're not, they're gonna take so much, and after a while, they're not gonna even value it no more. And then you're left broken. Again, how many times have you been in situations where you overgave, you've done all of these things, you're trying to look for validation? And time and time again, you've been broken and broken and broken. This is what God is speaking to. He wants his people to stop giving the jewels, the beauty, the everything he give you off to other people just so you can be broken again. He's trying to make you whole. He's trying to make you understand your value and worth and make other people work for that. Not to give it off freely. Not to just go around searching for validation. You know what I'm saying? Understanding that, no, I'm worthy. And the person who understands my language is for me. Not the person that's trying to strip for me. Let's get in back into it because I'll get lost. I'm sorry. Okay, let's get back to it. But you trusted in your beauty and used your fame to become a prostitute. You lavished your favors on anyone who passed by and your beauty became his. You took some of your garments to make gaudy high places where you carried on your prostitution. You went to him and he possessed your beauty. You also took the fine jewelry I gave you, the jewelry made of my gold and silver, and you made for yourself male idols and engaged in prostitution with them. And you took your embroidered clothes to put on them, <laughs> not God, on them, and you offered my oil and incense before them. Also, the food I provided for you, the flour, olive oil, and honey I gave to you to eat. You offered as a fragrant incense before them. That is what happened, declares the sovereign Lord. And you took your sons and daughters who you bore to me and sacrificed them as food to the idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and sacrificed them to the idols. And all your detestable practices and your prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth. And what he's trying to say is, you don't remember 
when your parents <laughs> just left you out for dead? You don't remember when I came and I washed you? You don't remember all the things I have done for you? Who has been in situations, right, where you've been there for people? I mean, other people was leaving them. You loved them. You loved on them. You gave them your last, and they took what you gave them and went and gave it to somebody else. Who has been in that situation? Every time I read the word, because it's, it's, it's amazing and I'm thankful. I always say this. I'm so thankful that God has really sat me down to get deep into his word because I understand how he feels. A lot of people think that God don't have feelings. God has feelings. And he displayed it all throughout the Bible. And that's why we should not shine away from our emotions and feelings. We should understand them. And I feel like God shows us how to understand him by being relatable to us, right? Because I think we view God as something that we can touch, you know. We view God as, he don't know what I'm going through, but that's the reason why he sent his only begotten son, right? He, he sent his son to walk the walk how we walk, to be in human flesh and all of those things, to feel what we feel. So he can really understand us, really understand why people do what they do. And I say this a lot on this podcast. I really try to understand why people do what they do. I don't know if you guys um, saw on um, all over social media and stuff like that about a young lady. I think she was a nurse that ran the red light and killed five people. Um, off of, I think is it's in California. I think it's off of La Brea. And is that Slauson right there? I forgot what street. But I think they said it's Windsor Hills or something like that. And, you know, I was looking at all these people judging her. And, and listen, what she did was terrible, right? Terrible. I mean, she's, and she lived through this. If you would, I'm sure all of you guys seen the, the video. If you haven't, go look it up. Young lady runs red light, going like 100 miles per hour, kills five people, kills a baby. And I think the lady that uh, was driving the other car was pregnant. It was, I, I still need to read into it to see all what happened. But all I could think about is what was going through her mind, right? What, and, and, and if you read about it, some say that she was drunk and had gotten to it with her ex-boyfriend or something like that, right? And you just see all these people judging, right? And I'm not going to lie, it's human. Like, we, we, what we don't understand, we judge. Like, what the heck was, why would you kill? Like, what in the world? And then you would do this over a man. Like, and I had to, I I ain't going to even lie. I started to even be like, damn, like, start to judge too. And I had to remember, like, we all done did some crazy stuff over our feelings, right? May not be to the extent of others or each other. But I really sympathize, like, what will make her drive 100 miles per hour and 
you know, go through a red light. What was going on in her mind? You know what I'm saying? And if it was the ex-boyfriend, what, you know, what happened? And where are those feelings stemming from? This is the reason why we have to get to the root of situation. It's not the boyfriend. What in the heck did she go through in her life? That made her either want to kill herself, that her ex-boyfriend triggered within her that was already there. What did she experience in her life? You see what I mean? Like we get into these these vulnerable places that needs to be acknowledged. And it's scary because the world does not accept that. You gotta go to God. We be trying to give our all to people. People don't care. People do not, the wrong people don't care. Even the people who got good hearts and stuff sometimes don't understand. And so you got to go to God. Whatever it is that you are going through in this life, you have to go to God. I understand the frustration of God. He will give his everything to us. And we will not cherish that until we are in a crisis, right? Because I promise you, I know when she go to jail, if she don't believe in God, I know that's going to be a time where she like, God, please help me. Why do we get to those places that we all of a sudden depend on God, right? Why does that person that you did everything for go off, live their life, go off with somebody else, right? It don't work out. Life beats them up. And then all of a sudden they want to come back to you. You got to think about that. Like, that's how God thinks about us. I'm so serious. We be out here living and caring about God, trying to be happy. All We up here trying to, what is it, uh, um, have all these positive thinking. Let me positive, let me get all the, you know, the houses and, and, and cars and the riches here on earth. I got to be a billionaire by tomorrow. None of this stuff matters. It doesn't mean that you can't be successful while you're living here. It means to not put those things above God. Because without God, you're nothing. Why invest so much so into things that are going to leave you? You got to invest in things that will never leave you. Even when you pass this earth. You got to invest in your spirit. You got to invest in the one who created you. Because once you invest into the one that created you, he going to make sure you good. You ain't going to have it. Did you hear the word, what I just read to you? I gave you fine jewelry. I gave you fine clothes. I gave you fine food. Not no cheap food. I didn't just throw some rags on you. I didn't just, you know, pick up some, um, what is it, some some cheap stuff and put in your ears. And then, you know. No, I gave you the finest of the finest. And then you're going to go off and try to give that to somebody that don't even value you? You're going to go off and be so desperate for people to accept you and leave me? So this is where the cycles, right, in our lives begin. And I'm not going to even read because this is a whole lot. I suggest that you guys really get into the word. I would suggest that you guys go read Ezekiel 16. Especially if you are going through a time in your life that you're confusing. You don't know why things keep occurring in your life. You need to go back and recommit your life to God. You need to commit to God. 
And that's where I have been in my life. And I have to tell you, life has been good. Because when you invest in the one who invests in you, you ain't got all this crazy stuff going on in your life. And trust me, I have battled. This ain't coming from somebody that ain't, I've been through it. I have prostituted myself to people, not like being on the corner on fig. <laughs> I mean, I have tried to get people to love me. I have tried to get people to see my worth. I have not been able to let go of people who were freely able to let me go. Um, you know, like we, I've been there and I understand. I understand wholeheartedly what that feels like. So there's no judgment. It means I'm ready. I'm speaking to people who are ready to get their lives in order and who are ready to be in such an alignment with God that the devil does not have that much access to you because the devil has access to our weaknesses, our negligence, our neglect, our vulnerable spaces, right? When we don't allow God to fill us up and when we don't stay close to God, not just one day, God, please bless me with this. And then you get what you need and you go on about your life and you never come back to him. Every single day, you need, every day, man, you need to be thanking God. You need to be, oh my God, on your knees. You need to, throughout the day, thank you, Jesus. Even if it's just a thank you, Jesus, man. That's what I do every day. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I take moments out of my day and I really praise God. You ain't got to be stomping and all, doing all. Go in a quiet place and be like, you know what? Even if it's in a bathroom or wherever you at quiet. Like, God, I thank you, man. I thank you, Jesus. God be really blessing us. And we are in a time in our lives right now. And if you really read, let me see, because I, I was seeing something. In Ezekiel, it, he is a prophet. Like he see, he in, back in that time, he saw God was showing him visions and stuff. And it talks about famine. It talks about how when God allows like this, this stuff that's going on in the world, again, metaphorically, God is weeding out people who are not trying to do his will here on earth. It's not about all these influencers you guys are following about getting rich. He, God despises all of that. All of that, oh, I can help you get rich. Or if you follow what I do, if you, you know, say five things a day, it'll come to you. God, that's false prophecy. All of that stuff is false. It does not come from God. If the root is not God, it ain't God. God didn't plan us here for us to be, oh, you know, I got to have all the riches. God wants us to come to him freely, right? Love on him. Just like you want a significant other to love you for who you genuinely are, right? Not to come for what you can give them, but to come to you for who you genuinely are. Because if they come to you for those reasons, you're going to give, Right? You're going to supply, like, it's just going to naturally come and flow. Your love is just going to be natural to them. What you do for them is just going to be natural because you are appreciated. How many of you have been in situations where you just want to be appreciated? We see so much all around social media about the men, women, and what the man can get from the woman. And it's so much back and forth when all we need to be doing, really, 
and I had to learn this because, baby, I've had so many failed relationships, and it was simply because I was trying to get something, right? Even if my heart was good, and I'll do for people and all of those things, I was still trying to fill my voids with them, and that is sin. That's not right. That's turning my back on God. We cannot try to get from people what we need from Christ. He, he's the only one that can fill up those places, those abandonment issues, that trauma. You know what I'm saying? He's the only one that could do that. Wash us and build us up. How many times you have washed somebody and built them up and they took off with that? That's how God feels. That is how he feels. That's why he says a adulterous woman, right? That's adultery. That's like I'm in covenant, I'm in marriage with you, and I'm doing all this for you, and you go off and sleep with somebody else and risk all that. For what? For what? To be empty again? For them to strip you and go on about their life? I hope that this message touches the ears of people to know that you are valuable. You are valuable. You do not have to prostitute yourself. You do not neglect, man. You're not neglected. God got you. Whatever your physical parents can do for you, God got you. Whatever other people can do for you, God got you. And as soon as you rest in God, it's crazy. None of that stuff will matter. You will not be yearning for people. It will come to you. You will not be out here chasing a dollar. It will come to you. That's what God is trying to get us to understand. It's not five ways to make money or five ways to make him fall in love with me or five ways I can be more feminine to get this or five ways I can be, you know, a better man and five ways I can get my money up so I can get her. No, we all need to turn to God. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He will give you the things that we need here on earth and he will even make you abundant. You will not, this is, this is God's tactic. And I was reading um, Revelations last week. Oh my God, it scared me to death. I ain't gonna even lie to you. But it really showed me, this is why please read your Bible. It showed me God, um, the enemy's tactics. And it talks about how the enemy was in heaven at first. And he wanted to, his, he wanted his kingdom above God, like, what all do you want? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm giving you. And that's why God was like, no. Oh, let me tell you guys this, too. I'll be having all these thoughts. Sorry. So you guys know, in my old episodes, and I'm embarrassed now, but when I used to be into tarot and all that stuff, and they used to talk about, um, dang, Angel, Arch, Archangel Michael, I think. And it was talking about him, and I almost got spooked. And I was like, oh, God, am I in trouble? Because, you know, I was listening to tarot readings at first and really just trying to figure myself out. And that was just the wrong way. But I'm happy I did that because it brought me closer to God. But anyway, the enemy, the devil was, Archangel basically is like a warrior. He was the one who was like, listen, you ain't going to have nothing. I'm God's angel. I'm about to kick you down. And God kicked him down here, right? He he was, he was allowed him to do what you're going to do down there. You're not going to do all that up here, right? And so the enemy hates us, people who believe in God. 
he hates you even if you don't believe in God, period. Because he knows what God has for you. And that's why it's so important to understand the Bible and understand God and the devil so you can know what you need to be doing right. Like Job. Job stayed away from sin. He stayed away from doing wrong things. And that's why the enemy couldn't really mess with him too much. Because he didn't give the enemy avenue to mess with him. Every day he was praising. And let me tell you, Job was rich. Job had it. But every day... He, he was fasting. He was doing things. And it doesn't mean that you got to fast every day and all that. God, I don't think he fasted every day, but he did fast. And they did say every day he was in prayer. He was doing the things that God asked him to do. And that's the reason why he had what he had. And that's why the enemy had to ask God, can I even touch Job? Can I even? Because he had no avenue to Job. And that's how we got to be. We got to appreciate God so much. We got to love on God so much that the enemy ain't got access to us like that. Period. That he cannot be keep coming into your life in that same situation. You shouldn't be going through the same thing over and over and over in your life. And don't get me wrong. I've been there. I understand. But that means that there's something that you are doing that you need to look at. Are you prostituting yourself off to other people or are you giving your all to God? Because he's the only one that can change your life. He's the only one that can save you from the enemy. The enemy will have to go to God asking about, can I touch you? Can I touch uh, your child? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, yes, your spirit will be tested. God, Jesus was tested when he came here on earth because God needs to know, are you down for me or are you just down for the fruits? That I give you or are you really down for me and if you're really down for me and if I allow the enemy to come and try to do anything to you are you gonna still say that I am your God or are you gonna give in to temptation or are you gonna give in to what God I mean what to the what the devil is trying to distract you from which is me he hates you because I kicked him out of here he ain't, he ain't ever coming back up here with me but you have a chance to come up here with me and he knows that. And he's going to try every which way to, to get you to not go to heaven. I pray that whoever is listening to me today, that you give your all to God, that you go to God, no matter what you have been through in your life. And trust me, I understand this life. Things can happen to us that we don't understand. But let me tell you something. Don't try to understand everything. Just give it to God. Because God is going to make those wrong things that happen in your life right. He uses the good, the bad for good. People you think that's laughing at you, trust me, they're going to be your footstool one day. If you allow God. And this is the thing. Test your heart. Watch your heart. Because we shouldn't even be in ego or, or in these spaces of ego that... We want to see people as our footstools. We want to, God really wants us to love people no matter how they treated us, right? Because your life will be blessed, man. You won't have to be worried. Like, you're going to be so into God that you ain't going to be worried about, you know, your haters and all that other stuff. You ain't going to be worried about none of that. Your focus is going to be on God. God going to be so blessing you. You ain't going to be worried about now nah, hater, now nah, person that did you wrong. You're going to be like, listen, I, I'm good. 
I'm happy that you did me like that because now I'm in better hands. So I just pray for you guys today to allow God to use you to stay close to God. Don't be cheating on God, okay? Don't be using God. Love him just like you want somebody to love you. Don't cheat on him just like you don't want somebody to cheat on you. Don't go prostituting yourself off to people that don't value you. Love on yourself today. Allow God to be rule of be ruler over your life. I love you guys. Until next episode, babies. You got this. Mwah.